When we share someone's story here on The Diaries, the episode might end, but their story doesn't. So many of the people we've talked to, they've gone on to do incredible things. They have epic adventures and make significant impacts in our community. Over on Diaries Plus, we're catching up with some of our former guests to see what they've been up to. I recently sat down with Connor Ryan, a Lakota professional skier from our Sacred Slopes episode, who's been knocking out groundbreaking projects ever since the episode aired. It's really incredible. We had a great discussion about the impacts he's made, what keeps his fire burning, and taking ski lessons as a pro skier. Here's a snippet of the conversation. All the source of joy that I use to fill my cup to be out in the world doing positive things comes from my relationship to the outdoors. And so I really focused on like, wow, like there's so much power if I can give one person the relationship to the outdoors that that I have through skiing. And maybe that will have as profound of an effect on them as it's had on me. To listen to the full episode, use the link in the show notes to subscribe to Diaries Plus today. Yeah, you get more shows, but you also have a peace of mind of powering what's out there right now, keeping us moving forward, keeping this community together. So thank you for everyone who supported and everyone who's going to support. We appreciate it. Hello, Fitz. Hey, Cordia. I joke every year that producing this episode that we do every January, the year of big ideas, wouldn't be any fun if I didn't have to hassle everybody on our team for their goals. It's good to have something that's uh, always the same, isn't it? Well, you know, the funny thing was that this year I felt like everyone in our community, not just our team, kind of struggled to dream up their goals on time for the new year. I can't imagine why that would be. I mean, with everything that's going on in this world, it's kind of... I, I understand that. Yeah. I mean, like some, some of our guests wrote back and sort of said, I just don't have it in me. And other people said, my goals all felt too dark. So I'm just skipping the goals this year. And a lot of people focus on just simplifying to one or two more concrete goals rather than sharing a bunch of more ab- abstract ones. And I had to hassle just about everybody about the deadline. So I think you're right. I think it's been a really hard year for people to dream and plan for just about anything. Yeah, besides stockpiling food. (laughs) How many cans of beans do you have in your closet? (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I think that, that that makes total sense to hear from people because it's worth acknowledging that this, as much as there's, you know, I hope there's been bright spots in everyone's lives, that this has been a difficult year by all accounts and all means. Yeah. And I so I understand the people's hesitancy to kind of come up with audacious ideas. Yeah, for sure. At the same time, though, this episode at the start of every year has come to mean so much to me. Like, I feel like I gain so much inspiration from hearing about what everyone in our community is dreaming up. And I feel like this year, more than ever, I've needed that push to stay positive and keep looking forward because it's been so easy to get stuck in my head about everything that went wrong last year and I kind of relished the opportunity to sit down and write out a few of my goals that made me keep my chin up yeah me too you know I I appreciate you hassling me to do this because I think it was (laughs) worth actually doing that because I probably would have just breezed right through it 
And, you know, I, I think the other thing I'd say is that I, I don't want to diminish, I don't want to sound like a, a Pollyanna or sort of diminish how difficult it has been. But I, I do think it's worth pointing out that sometimes in moments like this, uh, where there's a lot of confusion, a lot of uncertainty, uh, a lot of darkness, there's also a lot of potential, you know, that there's like, that sometimes these events that, that happen to us lead us to sort of double down and check out what we're doing with our lives and to think about it and to maybe take a risk we wouldn't have in a time when we were more settled, which Mm -hmm. brings us to today's story uh, about an awesome go-getter who didn't let 2020 come in the way of his dream. We hope the story lifts your spirits because we know it lifted ours. And afterwards, we'll dive into our goals for 2021, just like regular times. And they may be a little bit different, but that's okay. I know we're all tired, but let's keep dreaming. I'm Fitz Cahal. I'm Cordelia Zars. And you're listening to The Dirtbag Diaries. If I could put like all of it in a phrase, it would be pivot as fast and effectively as you can when you run into a problem. Do not take time to dwell on the problem. Recognize the problem for whatever it is and then pivot to a solution. It doesn't even have to be the right solution. Just don't leave yourself mulling over the problems because that doesn't fix anything. After joining the military at age 17, Doug Barcliffe has lived up and down the East Coast, in New Orleans and now in Washington State, working a variety of jobs, and all the while dreaming of opening a climbing gym. But when he and his wife split, his big idea lost some steam. So he shelved the gym project for a while, and he picked up work climbing cell phone towers to support himself and his two daughters. About a year later, he got a phone call. My mom calls me and says, hey, I'm at this franchise expo in Orlando. Have you ever seen a clear kayak? They look great. We could buy a couple of these kayaks and start a little kayak business. What do you think? That sounds cool, but how do you keep the kayaks clean? Doug and his mom had run a business together before selling it in 2017. Since then, she continued to brainstorm new ways to work together. And Doug couldn't lie. The clear kayak thing was intriguing. But Doug wanted to know, what happens when someone puts their hand on it? Does it leave a handprint? She goes, oh yeah, there's a big handprint. So if you put a bunch of people's butts in there, we're not going to have like a very profitable project. But Doug liked the idea of seeing into the water from above. The other thing that people can see beneath them is a paddleboard. You're standing above it on the water. And she goes, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Think about that. And I said, okay. The climbing gym venture had proven complicated and often frustrating. But paddleboarding? Everybody likes paddleboards. It's a pretty simple thing. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're bad at paddleboarding, you can still be good at paddleboarding because there's no rules to it. Doug lived with his dog Rusty near Bonnie Lake, a small town south of Seattle. The Seattle Tacoma area had plenty of water. 
but not a lot of property for sale on the water. Or if there was, it cost a pretty penny. So he started looking into alternatives. I said, well, I just need to be able to get the boards to water and then create a space where people want to hang out. I could get a box truck and do that, but that's not cool. But in searching for a box truck, I found this like crazy group of people, the schoolie movement, so to speak, that are converting school buses. And I said, aha, school bus. You can put a lot of stuff in a school bus. After doing some research on school buses in early 2020, Doug knew what he wanted, a 40-foot front-engine bus where he could carry 20 paddleboards and still have space for people to come hang out inside. It took him a while to sort out the details. He shopped around at dealerships and online, and in early June, Doug found a guy selling a used bus on Facebook Marketplace. When Doug went to pick it up outside of Portland, he found it wedged between a trailer and a stack of cars in a junkyard. He got some help backing it out of the tight space, and then turned onto the road. I had never driven a school bus before. It was wild. There's like a video of it on the Instagram page that my mom took of me with just this wild shit-eating grin. (laughs) Doug had a vision of what he wanted his school bus paddleboard shop to look like. Boards in the back, counter in the middle, hangout space up front. When he got back home, he got to work tearing out the seats, laying down hardwood floors, buying paddle boards, and ordering a toilet. As he began his renovations, Doug discovered some critters, also called the bus home. There was a mouse, and the mouse was living in the dash. (laughs) The first seat that I took out, I realized immediately that it was full of fleas, and all the seats, with the exception of the one, the driver's seat and the seat right behind the driver's seat, crawling with fleas. Fleas. Those little hopping bugs that get into dog's fur. But the fleas cleared out with the seats, and the place started feeling pretty fresh. Doug wanted to launch his business at the beginning of July, which means he had a month to finish all of the renovations, apply for an LLC, make a website, and market on social media. In June, a typical day of work lasted 17 or 18 hours. With the help of some of his friends, Doug added the finishing touch, painting his bus blue. He applied for a permit to operate on Taps Lake and released a post for an opening party on July 11th. He pumped out ads on Facebook, Instagram, and dating apps. At the last moment, Pierce County denied Doug's permit to operate his business at the lake. They didn't say why, and they wouldn't respond to follow-up calls. Doug already had a bunch of people coming to his opening party, so he decided to just have the party anyway, but not charge anyone for taking the boards out. When everyone showed up for his party, the county called the police on him, multiple times. They told him to leave. Doug stood his ground, saying he wasn't doing anything illegal, just enjoying the park with friends like everyone else. He hadn't charged anyone a dime. The police came and went, demanding that he clear out. But eventually, they walked away, befuddled. They couldn't find any violations for having a barbecue with friends. The launch proved a success, but Doug had had his fill of Taps Lake. He spent the next 24 hours poring over waterfront property listings on the Puget Sound. The next day, he drove his bus to the Sound to poke around. I made a great deal with a landowner that ran 
uh, one of the big restaurants down there in the valley at the Sound. His property manager saw me picking up trash in the parking lot and was like, what is this guy doing? Mm -hmm. um, called the property owner and said, hey, there's this dude with the bus and it looks like he's doing business, but I think he's also picking up trash. He said, well, let him stay. And that's how Doug got his parking space across from Dickman Mill Park on the Puget Sound. He picked up trash and they made room for his big blue bus. Thanks to his work advertising on social media, clients started trickling in to rent Doug's paddleboards. He felt nervous about how comfortable people would feel showing up in the middle of a pandemic. But his ads had caught people's attention. They were looking for a break from quarantine to move and connect. They come in and they're like, oh, we talked on Instagram. That like we've already had a conversation just like warms my tiny little black heart. It's fantastic. Especially here in Seattle, the civil unrest was high, and there's a lot of people that were like, well, we should try and support the black community. Well, what mm -hmm. do we want to do? I don't want to go paddleboarding. Well, can we incorporate the black community into that? Well, it just so happens there's this guy over here. He popped up on my Instagram account. <laughs> I would welcome your support. <laughs> Once Doug had formally launched his company, he got into a rhythm. Here's how a typical summer day went. It starts at like... 5.30 in the morning for me, because usually I wake up fairly early. I checked the batteries because I had to charge the laptop, the Wi-Fi, the speakers. I charge um, the backup battery, and then I would make breakfast or pack lunch and make coffee. And then I would walk from my cottage with all this stuff on my back with the dog two miles down the road to the bus. He parked his bus at an accommodating farm down the road from where he lived. From the farm, he'd drive to his post on the sound. He'd check his reservations and update spreadsheets. Pull the boards out of the bus and set everything up, find some good music to play, and kick back. Usually by like 10 a.m., things are running smooth. I go through a quick safety briefing, which is probably the, my favorite part because it's something I could just practice and spout out and try and get a laugh out of people and uh -huh. their energy if they were anxious or you could tell they had a bad day because like my jokes were extra bad <laughs> and like full on like the worst dad jokes ever. <laughs> and like if they didn't crack a smile at that, I'm like, hey man, I don't know, maybe if like today's the day you should be on the water, you know? And they're like, oh, okay, I see. It's, it's me, it's not you. Like, yeah, man, I'm chill. <laughs> I haven't put shoes on in a week. <laughs> Zoom ate his last line there. He said, I haven't put shoes on in a week. I love seeing all of the people that just, you know, had an opportunity to get out and do something in the pandemic, even if it was like just for a couple of hours, like the families that came out with their kids, you know, I don't get to spend a lot of time with my kids. And so seeing other people with their kids and having like that little bit of laughter and hearing them all so excited about this. And honestly, just being like, today I get to do exactly what I want to do. There was no day where I woke up and was like, ah, oh, I got to get up and get in the bus. <laughs> like That never came. It was always like, oh, I got to get up. I'm going to go get in the bus. Like, hooray.
I asked Doug what the best day of his summer was. Oh man, best day. I, it was a Tuesday. I closed a little bit early because I had not very many clients and I just really wanted to go out. And that's the best thing about being an owner of a company is that if you want to, you can do what you want, right? So I closed a little early. A friend and I went out and we went paddle boarding on a Tuesday. And in that period of time, dolphins popped up, not just one or two, but like an entire pod of harbor porpoises swam through and around us. And we squealed and screamed like little kids. And I, I don't know, I might have even cried because that was, it was an amazing moment. August rolled around, and with it, the smoke from the fires across the West. People couldn't breathe the air outside, and Doug lost his momentum. I thought I'd be able to carry through September, and I closed really in September. Um, it got cold very quickly after that, and people were just, you know, nobody wanted to be outside. Everybody was really, really anxious about another closing for quarantine. Everybody was very, you know, it was... The tension outside was palpable over the elections, over quarantine, you know, people's unemployment policies. And so, yeah, I just, there was nothing I could really do. This was the best time to try and start a new business if you had time, energy, and a little bit of cash. And it was also the worst time if you had the least bit of fragility in your stamina <laughs> because it was scary. It really was just like that nervous, like energy of like, I'm powering through all the problems. I don't know what's going to happen. And when it was running, man, it was amazing. I loved every minute of it. Even the days that were slow and I only had two or three people come in it felt great. But, when the forest fires hit and I had to close, that was like the one thing I can flip through all my notes and I like look at all the bullet points of like things I need to be prepared for. Forest fire was not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Doug had to close early in his first season, he's still looking forward to opening again next spring. And he has big ideas for season number two and beyond. I would love to you know, build on the community here and do more outreach programs and incorporate the climbing scene and eventually work on a climbing gym. Um, you know, big plans, little plans, but none of the stuff that's happening in the world, be it pandemic, civil unrest, you know, social justice issues, human rights issues, I don't want any of that to stop me because all of this is for a much bigger ambition, for me at least. What do you mean when you say that? Um, you know, like I started all of this as a direct result of like fear, fear that my family and my kids and their kids were all going to end up in this long cycle of subpar, substandard, or poverty lifestyle. 
generational wealth as a thing, the concept of generational wealth and creating something that my ancestors can be proud of and that my future ancestors can live on and depend on and grow from with and into is a huge driving factor for me. I will sleep in this cold ass bus with this smelly ass dog until I get where I need to be. For my whole life, I feel like I've been doing the things that black people don't do. It's been great. I've had so much fun doing it. <laughs> and it's taken me all these wonderful places. And I feel like the rest of us should be able to do that too. There's no reason we shouldn't. So I'm leaning towards rely on myself, hope that my friends believe in this and support it, and convince my family that it makes sense. Um, and so far, people have really followed through and are getting on board. Thank you so much, Doug, for sharing part of your story. You can follow Doug's journey on Instagram at Big Bus Paddle Sports. I guarantee it'll put a smile on your face. After the break, we'll hear from our community about their goals and dreams for 2021. Stay with us. Support for the Diaries comes from Ketone IQ. As I've been getting more and more into longer runs and bike rides, I found myself fighting with my mind. As the miles extend, I feel like my reactions get slower and I make more mistakes, like tripping or falling or just kind of feeling slightly out of sync descending on the bike. On those big days, I've been using Ketone IQ to help my brain keep fueled and sharp. I want to have fun, not bonk. Here's the science. Ketones already exist in your body. When you push up against your boundaries, your body begins to convert stored fat into ketones, which your brain prefers consuming. With Ketone IQ, I feed my brain so my muscles can use the glucose I get from whatever else I eat on the trail. Riders of the Tour de France have been taking the same approach. I am definitely not as fast, but I can apply the same thinking. Give it a try. You save 30% off your first subscription order at ketone.com backslash dirtbagdiaries. Once again, that's ketone.com backslash dirtbagdiaries. The link is in the show notes. Please check it out. I'm turning 30 in 2021, and to celebrate, I'd like to spend at least 30 nights camping by the end of the year. I only camped 23 days last year, so I'm pretty stoked thinking about seven more days in the Idaho backcountry. One goal is to hug my grown children. I'd like to be able to travel to see them and be able to hug them. Another goal is to travel to a bustling city and feel the energy of people unafraid to mingle. I'd like to see new parts of the world and walk paths I've never walked before, from Prague to rural India. This year, I want to continue creating hyper-local adventures right here in my neighborhood. I love traveling and I miss traveling, but the simplicity and connection I found in 2020 by spending so much time in a small area uh, was surprisingly lovely. So I want to continue doing that in 2021. 
Hello, Dirtbags and Dirtbag Diary fans. Uh, the first one is to hold a big 80th birthday party celebration for Ed Hodges in April of 2021 with as many participants from our historic Alaska bike trip in attendance as possible. The second goal would be encouraging those who will be attending Mr. Hodge's birthday party to arrive by bicycle. And my third goal is to keep riding my bike as always and as much as possible, including my town bike, mountain bike, or snow bike. Uh, that's because fewer cars on the road means less traffic, less pollution, less CO2, less road rage, and a happier, healthier planet. Goal one, send an autonomous boat across the Atlantic Ocean from Rhode Island to Spain. Goal two, move in with my girlfriend Tess and help make our next chapter a fun, loving, and adventurous part of our story. Goal three, climb the naked edge, no falls. This year, I want to find my own personal waterfall and climb it. I want to spend at least three nights sleeping in my climbing harness, planned or otherwise, and I want to overstay my welcome in Camp 4. Hi, this is Kip and Steve from Platte Canyon Yacht Club, giving you an update on our goals. And So for all of our fans out there, we just want to let everybody know that we've decided not to do the pedal drive. As disappointing as that may be. Yes, we're not concentrating so much on the mechanics, but more on the mechanics of actually properly paddling. And becoming a team, right? And working together as a team and getting that swing. We feel like if we, if we could get that swing going, we could definitely finish top five in 7048, which is our goal. I, well, we actually talked about winning, Steve. Well, I mean, right. Publicly, we want to finish top five. Privately, I'm going to be disappointed if we don't win. <laughs> okay race to alaska kip and i being part of out on a limb our goal is to complete race to alaska this summer hopefully the powers that be will let us race and the vaccine gods are smiling down on all of us so that we can be ready to enter canadian waters legally but once that race starts i'd really like to see us finish in under a week that would be amazing In 2021, I would like to get better at coming to my own conclusions and not being afraid of the truth. I would also like to attempt to beat a local mountain running speed record, which was set in the 90s on a 2,000 meter plus Via Ferrata. In 2021, my big idea is to get a friend or an acquaintance out hiking with me at least every month. Because that happened naturally in 2020. Because of COVID, so many people were suddenly looking to spend time outside who never normally would want to. So I ended up taking people on their first backpacking trips, on their first camping trips, and on their first hikes. It was awesome. And I'm excited to do it again next year. Let's get more people outside. 
I also plan my third annual sister's backpacking trip. Looks like we're going to Utah in 2021. Can't wait. In 2021, I want to find more mentors to continue learning from those who are wiser and more knowledgeable than I am. I also want to become a mentor for those who are just beginning to delve into the arts and the environment. This year, I want to continue being a voice for the environment through my photography, writing, and design. Nothing is ever accomplished when you wait for others to speak up for the things that matter the most to you. Also in this new year, and for the rest of my life for that matter, I want to continue supporting others who have been touched by cancer, directly or indirectly. It's the least I can do to give back to those who were there for me during my surgeries, therapy, and recovery. COVID has put distance between us. In 2021, I will begin to close the gap, making plans for an intergenerational adventure with my son and father. COVID brought me to filmmaking. I will continue along that path in the new year, writing and making films that matter to me. COVID put on hold my solo crossing of Iceland by bicycle. This year, I will work steadily toward my venture into that extraordinary interior. In September of 2019, I set a new women-supported FKT on the Timberline Trail in honor of my best friend, Gabe Grunewald, who passed away in June of that year after living with a rare and incurable cancer for 10 years. That run was as much a spiritual journey as it was a physical one. This summer, I would like to return to the Timberline Trail with my son, who was actually just born 10 days ago and is named after Gabe. Related, I would love to see another woman break my FKT and run under seven hours on the Timberline Trail. This summer, I'm really excited to bring my son on all the local trails we traveled together while I was pregnant. Each trail outing, I want to challenge myself to learn something new about the indigenous people whose land we're visiting. In 2020, I have learned that interactions with friends and family are most important, and that the outdoors have yet again come through as the true havens from stress, despair, and disease. In 2021, then, I want to expand my relationship with friends. I hope to visit some and to host some as well. I hope to spend more time with my family, with my nephews, and have them back in a kid's harness climbing on granite and hiking the trails in Yosemite. I look forward to spending more time exploring the infinite peaks and trails of the Sierra Nevada mountains and summiting some 13ers and 14ers. One of my main goals for 2021 is to not lament all of the crazy stuff that happened in 2020, just to keep eyes forward and keep positive. Another goal for 2021, stop injuring my fingers. I've been riding my mountain bike a ton, which also means that I've been tossing myself over the bars a ton, and I keep putting my hand down and bending my fingers sideways, backwards, forwards, all the wrong directions, and I need to stop doing that because five out of my ten digits are injured right now. If I had one goal, it might be to keep being curious, to to like look for those places between the pages and the guidebooks, 
you know, to look across the valley and see that stand of old growth that you've always seen and go there. Just picking a squiggly line on the Washington State map and checking it out, you know. I think I think some people my age who've been doing this for decades it can be easy to sound like an old crotchety man, you know, and be like, back in my day, no one ever climbed here. The parking lot was empty. The powder was always bottomless. And you go back and you visit these places and they're busier and it's really easy to be disappointed. But who wants to be like that? And um, curiosity seems like the antidote to that. So that's my goal for 2021 is uh, just small scale exploration that leads to new places, new ideas, new conversations. Here's to a nimble mind and fun in the mountains. My goals for 2020 are to finish writing a book on rural politics with my co-conspirator and bestie, newly elected Senator Chloe Maxman, and to run a lot and to spend lots of time with family and friends and the people I love adventuring outdoors. In 2021, I want to make a colorful wall above my desk with all my favorite quotes and takeaways from the stories I get to produce at the Dirtbag Diaries. These stories give me so much life, and I want a visual reminder of how much they've taught me. I also want to educate myself more fully on anti-racism and to take consistent steps towards becoming a more effective ally. 2020 was a difficult year to be a performing artist. So in 2021, I just want to focus on reconnecting with a joy in my artistic process in whatever ways I can. You know, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to school, so academics, keeping my mind sharp. I'm studying online, so that's number one. Number two is a balanced diet. I'm not traveling as much, so I can cook good food and take care of myself at home. And finally, third, I think just fitness and moving is important to me. And because I'm not traveling as much, I lose a little bit of my movement. So just good exercise at home, strength training and cardio. Those are my goals for 2021. Okay, Wiley, what's your goal? To ski down rocks. When are you gonna do it? Mm, right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Wait, 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 Wiley, wait, wait. But are we gonna say what we said first? Yep. Oh, is it going? It is going. <gasps> oh, and now it's falling. Teplin, what's your goal for the new year? Uh, to go to do 360 on skis or or 180. How do you think you're gonna do that? By going off a jump on Queens Run or Lower Arwens. Any other goals? No. What's your goal, Mom? My goal one, I would like to do another river trip with you, Wiley, Daddy. And some of our friends. What do you think about that? Yeah! And my other goal, it's pretty simple. I would like to get back on my mountain bike. Hopefully I'll be able to keep up with you, at least for another little bit on the trails. Should we go ride soon? Maybe when it's warmer? Should we ski? Yeah! That's a good idea. So about a week ago, I sent Drake a DM and um, 
I figured if he ever reads it, then that means that he might even look at my Instagram profile. And then that means that he may even like follow me on Instagram, you know? Okay, so my goal for the year is for Drake to read my DM. My outdoor goal for the year is to just uh, continue exploring and seeing new... God, that's so corny. Look, th- this is super corny, but it's just, it's honestly just to keep like seeing new outdoor spaces that I haven't seen before with people that I care about. <laughs> and hopefully the weather is nice. Thanks again to Doug and to all our guests for sharing their awesome goals. That was great. Uh, our stories come from friends, from friends of friends, and from you, our community. So if you have a compelling idea for a guest or a story, please give us a shout. You can use the submission form on our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. Music today from Bradley Carter, John Barry, Kai Engel, Fitzcahal, Cordelia Zars, Jason Shaw, Publish the Quest, and Brendan O'Connell. The tracks are courtesy of the artist's free music archive. Jacob Bain and Nice Koto composed our theme song. You can find the links to the artists at our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. This episode was produced by Cordelia Zars and edited by Becca Cahal and Ashley Langles. Illustration by Walker Call. Graphics by Anya Miller. Becca Call is our executive producer. I'm Fitz Cahal, and you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Thanks for tuning in.